Welcome to my podcast, The Skeptical Analyst, where I offer my comments and opinions about a variety of issues at the intersection of the insurance industry and technology. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I hope this adds some value. My name is Barry Rapkin, and I am The Skeptical Analyst. And this is really my first podcast of consequence. Second podcast, first podcast was introducing myself, and you'll find it on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. There's quite a few channels. But this is my first substantive podcast. Let's talk cyber. You can almost hear the exclamation point at the end of the word cyber. But let me pose a question before we actually get into this. Who discovered water? I'll share my answer in a few seconds. In this podcast, let's talk cyber. I want to discuss four issues. One, our cyber-forming world. Two, traditional risks and cyber risks. Three, cyber attack spaces. And four, cyber perimeters equals cyber interiors equals cyber perimeters. So before getting into these issues, let's talk about cyber. Isn't cyber digital? Not to me. To me, cyber is more than digital. Cyber is the result of the constant fusion of four technologies, digitization, mobility, web, actually the internet, but I'm probably always going to talk about the GUI of the internet, the web, and cloud technologies. So cyber is the result, for me, of the constant fusion of four technologies, digitization, mobility, the web, and cloud technologies. All right, let's dive into those four issues. Issue number one, our cyber-forming world. We, society, all of us, are cyber-forming our entire world. It's similar to terraforming, but terraforming is science fiction. Cyber-forming is very, very, very real. And we're continually, we're continually cyber-forming our world, say that three times fast, we can make it a bar game. We are continually cyber-forming our world by attaching or embedding IP sensors to, well, everything. Everything we touch, everything we drive, personal vehicles, commercial vehicles, city government and other government vehicles, to home appliances, to home security systems, to our medicine, to our pets, to roadside objects to farm animals, to insects. Insects, yes, bees. Yes, bees are getting IP sensors. How would you like to put an IP sensor on those little critters? To our communication, computing, and entertainment devices, to business systems and to companies in every industry, to medical equipment, both in a healthcare setting and also in our homes, to our personal devices, to our business processes, to our business operations, to our home appliances, to our transportation vehicles, to our vacation planners, to our hospitality facilities, to, well, if you can touch it or see it, we're probably attaching it to the web. We, society, are finding ourselves increasingly living in a cyber-forming world. Most of us don't realize it. Don't realize there is a paradigm shift. Don't realize what is happening around us, beneath us, on top of us, and even within us. The cyber-forming world will envelop us, will completely immerse us, 
in everything we do for work, for entertainment, for shopping, for healthcare, for education, for dating, for buying a home, for buying a car, for getting a loan, for, well, you guessed it, anything and everything that we touch, that we feel, that we see, we are attaching to the web. We are cyber-forming our world. And that means, we'll get to it, that traditional risks and the way we handle them, that game is gone. But back to my question. Who discovered water? As Marshall McLuhan supposedly said, I don't know who discovered water, but it wasn't a fish. So, issue two. Traditional versus cyber risks. Traditional risks are some combination of people and nature and or people and physical artifacts and or people and physical artifacts and nature with a constantly expanding set of digital artifacts thrown into the mix. Cyber risks are some combination of digital artifacts with people and or digital artifacts with people and or digital artifacts with people and with physical artifacts. There's a whole lot of combinations going on here. Key ingredient of traditional risks is people. If it happens to us, not just personally, but to our families, to our businesses, to our corporations, that's people writ large, that's traditional risks. The key ingredient of cyber risks is digital assets. In the very long history of traditional risks, the very, 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 very long history of traditional risks, going back thousands of years, market metabolism was slow to steady. It was a slow to steady pace. We use clocks, time zones, roads, travel time, plane, train, bus schedules mattered. Knowing location of paper files mattered. Securing equipment and facilities and, perim and perimeters mattered. Well, that still does matter. But it was just, you know, my lawyer's office closes at 5 p.m. Or I've got to go shopping in a certain amount of time. Or my work hours are 8 to 5 or 9 to 5 or 9 to 6. There's a start time. There's a stop time. There is, it was clock-oriented. And it was terrestrial-oriented. What roads do I have to use? What bus lines? What train tracks? What? It's just how did I... How would I get from A to B in a certain amount of time to get my business done, to get my objectives complete and satisfied? And during that period of market metabolism being very slow, we thought, and I think we still do, in a siloed manner. We think, in a, if this, then that. Both of those types of thinking, siloed and if this, then that, are ingredients for failure in our expanding cyber age. Cyber risks may happen in a series of chains, but I submit it's more likely that most cyber risks happen all at once, within nanoseconds or quicker, and the chain evolved is a chain of victims. Yes, of course, physical artifacts are not going anywhere, ever. Our home are a whole bunch of physical artifacts. So what matters in a world of cyber risks? I suggest that thinking about, well, there's four things, really. Thinking about, one, complex adaptive systems and the behaviors of complex adaptive systems matters. Ecosystems, the behaviors of ecosystems, the requisite skills of participants in ecosystems, and what determines winning, quote-unquote, in ecosystems matters. Linkages between and among participants in ecosystems matter. I suggest 
the John Donne 1624 poem that, quote, no man is an island, unquote, matters. Or you can keep in mind the last line of that poem, and therefore never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. It definitely tolls for thee. If you believe cyber risks are just another risk in the extremely long history of risks, focusing on people or physical artifacts or nature or some combination that the insurance industry has faced and identified how to profitably insure. Or, if you believe that the secret sauce to insuring cyber risks is collecting increasingly more data, or more of the right data, about cyber risks that you decide to insure. If you believe either or both of those matter, then the bell is tolling very loudly, indeed, for thee, without stopping its mournful tone. Cyber risks exist in one or more cyber attack spaces. Any company can be cyber attacked from cyber risks that emerge from one or multiple cyber attack spaces. So let's get into cyber attack spaces. Because there are always and continually an expanding multitude of cyber attack spaces in each instance of time. Cyber attack spaces do not become stable They do not become mature. The cyber risk market will never become stable or mature. Cyber attack spaces grow and expand in multiple directions and multiple dimensions. They are a ceaselessly growing multitude without end. Cyber attack spaces exist in nth dimensional space. Any one cyber attack space consists of a set of interconnections and interdependencies among and between digital artifacts, physical artifacts with embedded digital content and or telco capabilities, and physical artifacts that you thought were air-gapped, but they're not air-gapped. I'm going to make four bold claims. I do not believe any person or firm, including cyber modeling firms, knows the shape of the current cyber attack space topography that has generated the cyber attacks of today and yesterday. Two, I do not believe any person or firm, including cyber modeling firms, knows the shape of future cyber attacks-based topography that will generate yet-to-unfold cyber attacks. Three, I do not believe that a growing volume of collected data, or data yet to be collected, will accurately resolve bold claim number one or bold claim number two. I refer to the never-ending growth of our cyber-forming world. And last, four, I do not believe the growing crescendo of hubris from cyber modeling firms will accurately resolve bold claim number one or bold claim number two. All right, issue number four, cyber perimeters and interiors. Cyber perimeters and interiors change each time a new or altered existing process, system, device is connected or reconnected to the web. From any one cyber attack space perspective, Perimeters are interiors, are are perimeters, or interiors are perimeters, are also interiors. Any cyber perimeter or cyber interior is a point of attack. And one cyber attack becomes a node in a cyber attack space interconnected and interdependent, multidimensional, and multidirectional space. Examples of points of attack. I wish I was Tom Lehrer. 
AVs, EVs, biometric capture devices, cloud service providers, fish tanks and companies, immersive solutions, whether Apple's Vision Pro, Meta's Quest 2, Goggles, Ray-Ban, Meta Smart Glasses, Avatars, office printers, HP print cartridges, auto repair shops sending videos of repairs, bank online services, healthcare apps, web conferencing apps, search engines, investment firm portals or apps, insurance company portals or apps, gaming consoles, commerce apps, ride-sharing, food delivery, restaurant reservations, self-discovery, 23andMe. Boy, I imagine Tom Lehrer would have a, a very nice melody that would capture this and more. Basically, anything you can touch or see that is connected to the web is a point of attack. It doesn't matter if we're talking in a healthcare setting, in an industrial setting, in a company that's a services company or an information company. Anything connected to the web is a point, a possible point of attack. So now I got a question. With constantly evolving and constantly expanding cyber attack, multidimensional and multidirectional space from which cyber attacks can emerge from anywhere, how can an insurer estimate probable maximum cyber losses? I hear the cry by getting more and more data, by using more and more data. Okay, from which parts of the still unfolding nth dimensional an nth directional cyber attack space are you reaching into to get that data? It hasn't even unfolded yet. You don't know which dimension. You don't know which direction, but you're going to get data from it. Of course you are. Sure, you can model what has happened and what is currently happening, but peering into the yet-to-unfold void? Really? Cyber attacks are unbounded. Cyber attack spaces will continue to unfold unabated. Cyber attackers will continue to be creative. Some will be opportunistic, others entrepreneurial, and others organized. The cyber savannah will have many, 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 many predators who are not playing by any rules. They don't have any shame. And some of them have no humanity. So the cyber savannah will have many, 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 many predators. No rules, no shame, no humanity. The cyber predators will always be ahead of the cyber prey. That's us. That's you and me. That's the companies we work for, whether they're for-profit or not-for-profit. Whatever the goal and purpose of your organization is, whatever industry it is in, it is basically a suite, an ensuite of, of prey. Very tasty breakfast and lunch bites. The cyber predators will always be ahead of the cyber prey. That's us. And by the way, if we adhere to cyber regulations from our federal government, that will not stop us from being cyber attacked. If we adhere to the cyber guidance of our in-house counsel, that will not stop us from being cyber attacked. If we adhere to the guidance of our external law firms, that will not stop us from being cyber attacked. If we adhere to cyber industry guidelines, that will not stop us from being cyber attacked. And that's it for this podcast. The next podcast will be focused on AI ain't a thing, because AI ain't a thing. AI is a portfolio of technologies, each with their own set of expanding applications. I will post a WordPress blog post on my main LinkedIn page, with the uh, title, 
and the date of the AI Ain't a Thing podcast in March. And that's a wrap. Mm-hmm.